What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 69 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by 2022 NCAA All-American for the Cornell Big Red, John Lowe. John, how's it going today in Ithaca? Uh, not bad. We just had our certs. Um, so um, made like 189, uh, hydrated, feeling good. And then I think we have our, um, we have our media day later today. So we're going to be taking our pictures and our singlets and uh, uh, it's pretty exciting times. So <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm pumped to get some uh, talk about Cornell wrestling today. Uh, we just mentioned before we went live. You're my fifth Cornell guy that I've had on. I've had on Ben Hannes. He was one of my first few episodes. I've had on Troy Nickerson, Coach Gray, and and also Coach Gwiz. So, you know, you're a fifth guy, so I'm excited to get into it. You know, this year, Cornell returns three All-Americans with you, Vito, and Yanni all back to lead the Big Red, along with, I believe, nine of the starters, uh, nine of the 10 starters from last year's EIWA championship team. You know, and I know there will be a few additions this year. Uh, I've, I've heard Gray talk about a few of the guys that should be coming in on the team to start. But, you know, we're just under two months until you guys take the mat in Friedman Center. How has the preseason been treating you guys? Um, So we're, we're kind of just wrapping up the preseason now. Um, We have our golf outing this weekend, and then we get to go home for a couple of days for um, our fall break. And then we get back and uh, we're going to hit it. We're going to hit it pretty hard. Um. So I, I'd probably say the main difference between the preseason and the actual season is um, we, we spend a lot less time on the mat during the preseason. Um, the lifts are a little bit more intense. Um, there's a lot more running, obviously. But uh, I'm kind of excited to get back on the mat and um, kind of get more time wrestling and um, get after it because our, room, our room's pretty tough um, on like a Tuesday or Monday when we have those intense practices. So I'm, I'm excited to get some more of those um, and get – battle tested before we start the season um and i think i think i mean obviously like running is great and like lifting pretty hard is great but i think the best way to uh to get in the shape is um honestly just to wrestle yourself in the shape so that's what i'm looking forward to um so we have our first practice next week on saturday um so i'm looking forward to that should be a tough one you mentioned running, um, you know, spending time in Ithaca now for a few years. How's that run up East Buffalo Street incline? Oh, that one's tough. I always, I think, I, you know, I think I used to, I used to do, handle like the sprint workouts a lot easier when I was younger, but I don't know why, like it killed me the last time I hit the Buffalo um, sprint workout. And also stadiums are pretty brutal too. But um, we also have like a three miles of um, like, like a three mile sprint workout where we kind of just, we do, two two lappers around a track and then we have four one lappers and then um eight half lappers so we end up doing like three miles total but I, I always feel pretty good for that one and I think it's just the incline which is which kills me on the sprint workouts but um I've never been a fan of them but it's uh it's a necessary evil so yeah the uh I've got a guy that I coached well a kid that he attends Ithaca right now he wrestles for them I coached him in high school and he, his dad sent me their workout that they just did the other day. It was a seven-mile run um, on the other side over on Ithaca's campus, around Ithaca's campus, I guess. But um, I know I definitely can feel for you because I've been in Ithaca quite a few times now, whether to watch Cornell or Ithaca. Um, but speaking of that, uh, I was there for the EIWA championships. We were looking for a place to get food. Um, what You know, you've, you've got experience being in Ithaca for a few years now. What's the best place to grab food in College Town? Um. I mean, there's like your restaurants where you go and sit down and then there's like your kind of 
places that you go in for like five minutes and then you kind of bounce um like my favorite like a sandwich a good sandwich place that i like to go here sometimes is uh gorgers and they got uh, a really good sandwich called the chupacabra um mm. so i'll go there like from time to time um you got college town bagels which is pretty solid i've had better bagels on long island but they're not bad <laughs> um and then if you really want to like go and sit down somewhere and eat uh you have the boat yard which is pretty nice they have like these really nice buffalo chicken egg rolls um and there's a couple other places but those are like the main places that'll I usually hit. You know, you mentioned you're excited to get back on the mat. So last year's kickoff duel in the newly renovated Friedman Center was Rob Hole homecoming. You know, I was fortunate enough to be there um, in attendance. You know, the place was rocking, right? Um, you know, how how nice was it to throw on the Cornell singlet for the first time since, I think, the 2020 EIWAs? Uh, I mean, it definitely felt weird. Um, definitely, it felt weird wearing like a headgear again because we wrestled so much freestyle, like with all the time in between. Um, but it was, it was pretty special to, uh, wrestle in front of a crowd and that type of atmosphere and the energy, especially with Julian's match that night. That was, yes. it was incredible. Um, that's something that I really missed over, um, that kind of stretch when we weren't wrestling. So, um, I'm looking forward to, to doing it again. Except we don't have too many home duels this, uh, this season. Unfortunately, we only have four, so you got to get out there while you can. Um, so we're, we're going to be on the road a lot. So. Um, I mean, I don't really know how I'm feeling about that. I'm not, I'm not a big traveler and it was, it was nice doing most of our duels at home last season, um, kind of with the crowd and the energy. And even when they restricted the fans and you couldn't get too many people in because of COVID, it was, it was still nice. Like being able to like go to the lounge and kind of familiar with the Freeman center layout and got to relax before, uh, my match and just watch the duel. So I'll definitely be missing that this season. Yeah. I was, like I said, I was there for the the Stanford match I'm actually the one that recorded like the the reaction that Julian had and then the fan had the fans had um I sent it to him I know he shared it on his Instagram page but having been there for the first time since they renovated the place what's your favorite part um outside of you know the actual wrestling area um what's your favorite part of the uh, newly renovated Friedman Center of the newly renovated um I say there's like this really nice lounge area that we have in the back like with big tv and there's like a tv to the side of it which is a little smaller but um there's like a fridge in there and there's these nice couches that you could um lay on and uh like the seats like you recline out um so i mean when i'm on campus for like a long day if i have some time in between classes i'll go in there and either like work on some schoolwork or if i'm caught up with my schoolwork i'll go in there and throw on like hbo or something on the tv and sometimes we've done like super smash bros tournaments on the weekends where we get like the whole team in there and we kind of crank out like three tvs and we we um do like pvp um smash bros like to, um style so um that's probably my my favorite my favorite uh part of the newly renovated one that we have but um i guess well, I maybe mean, like i guess i guess i guess like the hot tubs and the cold tubs are pretty nice too yeah um like it's nice getting in there after hard practice you kind of like shower off and um, I like to go back and forth in between. It's pretty good for recovery. Um, the cold tub, it hurts, but it's, uh, you got to get in there. I always like to finish with the cold. So it's good to have that comfort place on campus. So obviously with the Cornell education that you guys, you know, the rigorous kind of schedule that you guys face, but to have that place right on campus to go and relax between classes or whatever it is, um, it's good. And obviously it's a nice place for someone like Yanni to sleep overnight at. So 
Yeah. 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 We've had a couple guys, uh, like one of our freshmen, Vinny Cornella, um, like he hits the morning lifts with us on Mondays. So I, I'm pretty sure he slept in, um, a couple times. Cause we gotta, we gotta be there for the morning lifts on Mondays at, uh, 7am. So there, there's been times when I was like, wait, did you just sleep over here overnight? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, it's just easier to just wake up. And instead of driving over, I just wake up and throw my gear on and head over to the weight room. So, um, a couple guys will do that, but, um, I think the only time I've ever done that was we had to leave, um, like pretty early in the morning for Southern scuffle last year. Cause we took a bus and, uh, we had a few guys kind of just sleep at, um, at Freeman in the lounge area, just, just to save that time of driving. And just because we weren't really going to be sleeping too much that night anyways. So, uh, Johnny, let's take it back to, uh, 2020, right? So in 2020, Max Dean takes the Olympic red shirt. Uh, you ended up starting, which evidently opened up new doors for you as well. Finished fifth at the EIWAs. You received an at-large into the NCAA tournament. You know, that's until they canceled the tournament. You know, the news was rough, and I believe there were seven of you guys that were supposed to wrestle at the tournament. It, of course, led to a series of events as well, you know, in Ithaca. When it was announced that Cornell and the Ivies weren't going to be wrestling in the 2020 to 2021 season, you know, how did you take that news? Um, it's kind of like beating a dead horse, right? Obviously, you, you probably answered that question a lot, but, you know, it's from a Cornell wrestler um, or an Ivy League wrestler at that, right? You guys lost out on NCAAs in 2020 and then, of course, had to sit and watch from the sidelines for the next season as well. Yeah, I think kind of like what you said, sitting on the sidelines and watching everyone wrestle and um, we kind of had to miss out on it. Um, it sucked, but it was definitely uh, – I think it was definitely a motivator um, coming into the season last year because I kind of had the mentality like, oh, everyone kind of forgot about us and they're counting us out. But um, we, we were there and we were ready to make a statement and um, kind of wanted to remind everyone that we're still here and uh, we're, we're trying to make a big impact. So I, I, I saw it as mainly motivating. Um, it did stink, um, but we, we kind of made the most of it and we, we still tried to get um, like compete and get some matches. And uh, we were still training pretty hard um, during the COVID season. So. So between the deans leaving Ithaca, Cole taking the job at Stanford, you know, things began to look different and changes began to happen in Ithaca. I've talked to Gray about this, but, you know, how in tune was the team on everything that was happening, you know, and the, the next, you know, how did you know, or what did you know about the next moves that were going to be taking place for Cornell wrestling? Uh, so it was definitely like a little crazy. I mean, everything kind of happened like pretty close together. Um, but kind of the main message that Mike was trying to communicate to us was that, um, we're, we're still a, a strong team and we're, we're um, just as close as ever. And um, we're, we, that we were going to come back better from this. Um, and I, I, I think Mike did a really good job of bringing in um, um, a good coaching staff after that. Like he brought Gwiz, Kellen, Donnie. Um, he brought a couple of frog coaches in, Andrew Morgan and Skatska. Um, so he, he did a, he did a good job of like bringing in the right people and the right talent. Um and I mean, it's, it's, he's, um, I think it's done like a pretty good job of establishing like a strong team culture. Um, like, especially with, like that many new faces in, um, I think we did a good job of, of like establishing like a pretty good team culture. And, yeah. um, I mean, we're, we're like, we're still just as strong as ever, even though we, we just, uh, lost a few guys. So. I, I think the same thing. I mean, when, when he announced that Donnie Vincent, Gwiz and Kellen Russell were coming on, I was like, I was ecstatic, right? Like, 
obviously we know Donnie Vincent's a New York guy. Gwiz is a New York guy. Donnie was on staff there before. And then, of course, Kellen Russell was a four-time All-American and two-time national champ for, the, for Michigan. Um, but, you know, like, so after your blood round match, there's a picture of you, Vincent, and Gwiz embracing in a hug. You know, what is it meant to have those guys on campus in, you know, in your corner? Um, yeah, so um, Donnie and Gwiz, uh, they're kind of like the guys that I go to for um, most of my individuals. Um, we put in a lot of work last year, um, tweaking a bunch of things. And, um, I mean, we, we were doing more work this year. So um, it, it was pretty special to have them corner me for that moment. Uh, we worked really hard last year. So, um, and also we're all from New York, which is also pretty, uh, pretty special. Like when I look back on the picture, um, I find that like pretty cool. So it was, uh, it was definitely awesome to have them corner me for that moment. Yeah. Speaking of that match. Um, so, like well, the week or two after that, I went to the after NCAA's. I was there in attendance to to witness that. But the Virginia Beach Nationals were right after that, and I was sitting in the hotel room looking back on previous years because you're always at the. I mean, I'm I'm always at the Virginia Beach Nationals watching wrestling, and then you don't know what they're going to do in four or five, six years, whatever. Um, and of course, speaking of that blood rail match, you wrestled Ron Agel of Illinois, and I think you. I believe you beat him three to one at the Virginia beach nationals, your senior year as well. And of course it was three to one in overtime in the blood round. So, I mean, that was kind of, kind of funny to see um, how that played yeah. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you never know who you're going to wrestle um, like who you're going to see again down the road. So um, I, th I thought it was pretty funny too. Actually, he probably hates me at this point, but um, <laughs> I mean, he, he's a tough competitor and uh, we both got on the college scene and just worked really hard. And then, um our paths kind of cross again but um yeah I mean I think it's pretty cool how um some of the guys that you wrestle earlier in your career you're gonna you're gonna wrestle them a few times as as you get older and mature and grow and I I, I thought that was pretty interesting too so you went from fifth at the 2020 EIWAs to being an All-American in 2022 um you know what did you do during those 24 months to make that jump um just training um you know, what, what was your biggest focus, I guess, um, that you, you felt that you needed to improve on the most? I mean, during the, like we, we were during the COVID year, we were like training with um, like Kyle and Yanni, like every day. And I think just like being able to like, like be like in the room with that greatness kind of improved me. Um, and then also like, we got some match, like some matches here and there during the COVID season because like we weren't enrolled in school. So we were able to compete outside. Um, so I think, some of those matches kind of got my confidence up and like I, I had one match, uh, I wrestled like Brett Farr from, um, he used to wrestle for Minnesota. He took second one year and yep. I beat him. So that was like a big confidence boost. And I think after that, I was like, wow, I could like, I could hang with some of these guys and I should be like an all American threat. And then, um, then I messed up my knee and I kind of had a few months off over the summer and, um, I think when I got back, I was just like mentally fresh and, and ready to go. And my confidence was good from um, some of those matches that I got um, during the COVID year. And uh, I was, I was just confident and felt like I, I should be, I should be an all American. So um, I think, I think that's how I made the jump there. So just being the confidence and also like a lot of throughout the season, there were like a lot of big improvements from just tweaking minor things with, uh, with Donnie and Gwiz during those individuals. Those were pretty big for me too. Yeah, I like the uh that during that COVID year, obviously Cornell couldn't do much, but you did 
you wrestled in, whether it was you or a few of the um, Cornell guys, Spartan guys, they wrestled in the, well, you guys had that thing down in, was it North Carolina or Florida? Um, and then, of course, there was different events as well that were on Rockfin. But, I mean, with Cornell's younger roster that you had, I mean, I was excited to see some of the success that you guys were having. And, of course, it led to further interest for, for last season. Of course, you guys were young. You know, talking about the young squad of the nine NCAA qualifiers last year, only Vito and Yanni have competed in the NCAAs going into last year's NCAA tournament. Um, you know, what was was there any advice that they shared uh, going into Detroit? Um, I mean, they've been there before. Um, you also had um, kind of Mike um, preaching their sleep um, and um, keep your head straight. Um, but I, I think most of it was kind of just like keep doing what you guys have been doing the whole season. And um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess not really. I feel like Vito and Yachty didn't really like say anything that was like crazy encouraging but just like seeing how they handled themselves and like their actions kind of spoke more more loudly than their words so um like kind of like seeing how they held how they held themselves at uh the NCAAs like getting the extra weight off after the first day or like preparing before their matches and like kind of how they get like mentally into the zone I feel like it was that kind of inspired me um more than like what they specifically said so yeah uh so let's talk about let's bring a way back i guess um you know obviously you're from the wanta most of the people from new york should know that by now um you know wanta's got a great history of wrestling uh, you know just talk about what how did you how did you get introduced to the sport of wrestling um so my my two older brothers uh they wrestled before me and my father also wrestled so uh i mean i would always get, like end up going to their practices um when i was like young like probably like five years old um so i i would kind of just be like horsing around on the side and um i i never, like i was kind of just like born born and bred into it so <laughs> it's kind of funny that the uh you know sibling kind of thing right if you're looking back at wantas history you know, there, there's the lows there's the rogers with benny and matt there's the clems um i think there's uh, benny rogers goes to cornell right how, how cool yeah is yeah he's a wanta guy there yeah he's a spartan or a frog this year so oh, okay. um yeah yeah so um, I think it's it's pretty cool to have another Wantel guy here, and who knows, maybe like the Clums will will uh, be looking at Cornell in a couple of yeah. years. So yeah, yeah they're studs. Yeah. So February 18th, you compete against Wantel alum with Tom Ryan's team when Cornell wrestles Ohio State at the Spartan Duels in Florida. Um, you know how excited are you for that? And especially the the preseason NCAA rankings just came out. I think you were seventh, and then at number four, I believe it was Caleb Romero of, of Ohio State. So that's going to be a great duel to kind of lead up to the EIWA championships? Yeah, I think uh, we have a, a ton of tough um, competitors on our schedule this year. Um, I'm looking forward to that one a lot just because Romero's a couple spots ahead of me, and um, I think it'd be a good opportunity to to get a good win over a tough opponent early in the season. Um, and also, it's, it's it's always fun when you're um, when you're wrestling uh, like Tom Ryan, who he's also from Wontaw, so a uh, little Wontaw and Wontaw crime there. Um, yeah. did, did he uh has he talked to you since you know you've, you've been an all-american or just wrestling at cornell in, in general um no not really but he did say he did say congrats um after the tournament last year so just like a brief uh like hey good job so um cool. not not too much communication though yeah so with coach ray hanley to uh paul gillespie you know the history of that program and the success they've had really in the last 
I mean, it goes on, obviously, like I said, Tom Ryan wrestled there, but, um, you know, talk about those coaches and what they've kind of meant to the program and, you know, maybe to you as well. Yeah. So you got Hanley, um, Gillespie, Joe, um, Reggie Jones, and all those guys are, um, pretty sure all of them are in the hall of fame. So, um, I mean, they've just been doing it for years now and they, they know, um, kind of like how to run, how to run a tough program and, um, kind of like the ins and the outs of everything. And, uh, I mean, they just, they just know how to win. Um, they know how to like, get the most out of their athletes. Um, and then you also have Todd Bloom and, uh, Hanley Jr. And, uh, Brian Hooker. Those are also, um, they're a little bit younger than the, uh, than the other three, but, um, those, those guys are also, uh, pretty big in the Wontaw room. And, um, I mean, they just, when, when you, when you've won that much, like Gillespie and Jones and even Hanley senior now, um, it's just like, it's an expectation. Like you're expected, like you're expecting your team to compete and, and to, you know, hunt for a state championship every year. So, um, I, I think, uh, the success of the program is, is, um, definitely an example of like, of how, uh, how well those, those coaches have, um, like managed the team over the years. What do you remember most about, you know, like you said, you, you had siblings that grew up and that's kind of how you got into wrestling as well. Um, if we're looking back on it, like, I remember in Watas history, like whether it's Paul Ligori or Johnny Greisheimer, um, Barbado, uh, they're just, the list goes on, right? That, that have either won it or have been in the finals. Rodriguez as well, right? Talk about some of your maybe uh, beginning years of wrestling and some of the moments that you remember most when you were a young one, you know, looking up to those guys. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, my, my older brothers were on the team with like Ligori and Greisheimer and, um, I definitely, I noticed like how close those guys were. Um, and they went to like every tournament to get like every off season tournament together. And that was like a reason why they were so good. Like they did everything together. And I think that's why, like when I got to the high school team, like that's why we were so good because a lot of the guys that, um, were close with me, we were like, we came through the youth program together. Um, we, we went to like every, <clears throat> we went to every off season tournament together. We went to like, Virginia Beach, um, Northeast Regionals. Um, I never got to go to Fargo, but we had a few guys go to Fargo. Um, but like whenever we do this, we kind of just like pack a few guys into the car, um, drive these tournaments, like we make weight, we go see a movie or something, we have some fun, and then uh, we go compete. So um, I, I definitely look back um, kind of, um, I noticed that we all came, like we all came up through the youth program and uh, we got to like watch like how great, high school team was before we were on there um so like i said like we were expected to win by the time we got there um and then we kind of um we we just we just did everything together like we we did everything together so i think that's uh definitely a big reason why we um uh, had so much success yeah it's definitely seems to be the secret of success because obviously when when matt wrestled or chris wrestled right those those teams had a lot of success with wrestling at the new york state tournament um, and yourself, you were a one-time New York State champ, one of many Wontai wrestlers to find the top of the podium. What did it mean to you to throw on that Nassau County singlet in Albany? Um, it, it was pretty special. I got to do it a few a uh, few times. Um, I think uh, I think I was definitely more concerned with um, like my brothers never got to win the state championship, so I want to be like the first to do it. Um, but I mean, it, it was cool. Like 
wrestling as a, as a Nassau team too, because um, like after the counties, like everyone would get together and uh, Nassau would train together. And you kind of have like all the coaches at the state's practices, like trying to outdo each other. And those like, I remember those being like some of the more difficult practices. Like those are kind of close to, I, I wouldn't say it's like exactly a college practice, but it's like pretty close to, um, to the intensity, like on intensity level. Um, yeah. But it, it was cool kind of like, a team with some of the other Nassau guys and um we'd also have some of the coaches they every year they'd be like oh 1987 was last time Nassau County won the state the state title um this like this could be our year so we we had like some pretty talented teams so I I would always think like when I was on there in my eighth grade year and my senior year and uh my junior year too um like I would be like oh I think we could beat Suffolk this year and then like Suffolk would just would dominate so <laughs> Um, I think they actually didn't they just win in uh 2020 did Nassau finally they won it oh, again. Oh man, I they might have. Um yeah, I can't remember. They they might have. I know I believe section nine they might have won it this year. Section nine, wow. Well, I'm, I don't I'm not sure for um I want to say they did though, but I know Mensing Valley like freaking scored a lot of points this year. Yeah, um, yeah that's for true. some reason I thought they were like near the top, I guess one or two, but um, you know, and I know section five i think they won it in like 2005 but yeah usually like you said it's either um suffolk or nasa right at the top of course yeah suffolk's been dominating section one and section five are pretty good too yeah yeah for sure um so talking about nasa county and log island in general you know it's a tough place to get out of and to get to the new york state tournament of course in the last few years it's a little bit better with you know with them taking the the top few spots um you know gives them the well now since you have wrestled things have changed as well um of course there's the wild card system and now it's the the uh you know so Suffolk and NASA are at the, at the top so they get to send three guys at every weight to the New York State tournament for D1 um you know but but like I said it, it's a tough place to get out of regardless right there's guys that are fifth or sixth that could go to Albany and, and place or win it um being a one-time New York State champ and now an NCAA All-American I've had Ben Hannes on, right? He he never made it to the top of the state podium in Albany, but he went on to be an NCAA All-American for Cornell. You were a one-time New York State champ and now an All-American looking to do it again this year. You know, what's a piece of advice that you give kids coming up through their tail end of the high school, their career, um, that haven't had that huge resume in high school, but they're going to enter a college in Russell? Yeah, I, I always I always kind of looked at Ben for, uh, for inspiration for myself just because um, – I mean, I knew that he never won, and then he he all American his senior year, so it just does it. It goes to show you that um, kind of working working hard and working your tail off in college, um, even if you weren't like some machine in, in high school, um, you could still have success. Um, because like, I only won my senior year. Um, it took me a little while. Like, I only placed twice. So, um, I mean, I I, I was kind of went to college, and I look around, and I have like these guys who won like four years or um like their prep national champs and like some serious studs and like a lot of talent um so um i was like a little like a little, maybe not overwhelmed but i was like wow like like these guys are tough like i i really didn't do too well in high school compared to some of these guys that i'm like training with but then um when i was a frog like when i was thinking all this i saw ben all american and he only took third so um i thought to myself if i do put in the work um and I do just wrestle as much as I can and stick it out I am gonna have a lot of success so um it, it was pretty inspiring to see Hannes uh Hannes get it done his senior year yeah it's 
talking about guys that never made it to or never were at the top of the podium in uh, the New York State and then went on to have that success is another one is Mitch Clark, right? He's a lives in Ithaca. I know he he's in the room, in and out of the room at Cornell um, or with Spartan, but uh, he did it as well, right? He again talking about brothers not having the success, right? He never won a New York State title. His younger brother did, but he went on to win a national title for Ohio State, and of course now he's in Ithaca. Has he uh has he had an impact on you? Of course, you guys are both the tall and lengthy kind of guys. Yeah, um, I know he's been in the room with used to go in the room with Cam and, and the Deans and and whatnot. Uh yeah, Mitch has been a huge help, especially last season. Um, just like little like tricks on top to like hold a guy down or um like a lot of, a lot of tips with um like when it comes to throwing in the boots. I think because that's because I mean I felt tough on my on my like my feet and my neutral wrestling from all the freestyle that we did but then we kind of got back in folk style and it's it, it, like it, it was over a year since i wrestled folk style last so i was like wow i really gotta put in some of the work on um like my top and bottom game so mitch was a big help last year um he also helped darmstadt a lot like a lot of this i noticed that like a lot of the stuff that darmstadt did he got from mitch um so mitch has been huge for for us and um I think the coaches kind of noticed um, how much he helped me last year. And we've been having him in the room a lot more this year. Like we try to have him like every two weeks on Wednesday after we lift, we'll, we'll get him in. We'll, we'll run some, uh, some top and throw like work on the boots and um, just, just some mean stuff. Like, like cross faces. He calls it like his, um, like, egg, like a, in the guy's face. Egg beaters. Yeah, yeah. Egg beaters. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We got that. And we got like the ladle. So um he, he's yeah, definitely rock been a huge help. Yep, Rockaboo. Yep. He's, yeah, he uh, uh, he showed me a ton of ton of tricks. Yeah, I remember going to his uh, boot camps back in the day. Um, but for last year at EIWAs, I stayed at his house between day one and day two of the tournament. Um, so we watched the NCAA or the uh, Big Ten semis rather. Uh, they were going on the same weekend, and uh, so we watched them live at his house the night, the first night of the EIWAs. So. We were breaking, you know, pausing the matches and breaking stuff down, right? He's like, because obviously being a national champion and and having the success he has and the knowledge he has, it was easy to, we sat in that room with Matt Bogmile, right? He's there. There was Ekstrom from New York, Harrington, a Tioga's coach, Governor's coach, right? We were all there and we were breaking wrestling down and talking wrestling. So it was, it was great. And I know, you know, the impact Mitch has on some of those Cornell guys. So it's exciting to hear that he's still in the room, um, you know, giving back to the sport. So glad to hear that. Yeah. No, it's been fantastic having Mitch around. So I, I hope he, I hope he stays, and um, I hope years from now he's he's still helping helping out and giving back. What's uh, what's one thing you're looking forward to um to start this season? Right, you're excited to get back on the mats. Um, you got a young team. Um, well, you know you're bringing back all the most of the guys from last year. I, I mean, so uh, what's what's one big thing that you're looking forward to? Uh, I think knocking off some guys that are ahead of me. Um. I mean, we we got some tough tournaments in uh, in the beginning of the season. We got Vegas, um, then we got like the national duels again. Um, we got Ohio State, we got ASU. Um, so I'm I'm excited to wrestle some of these guys that are that are ranked ahead of me. Um, like jump jump um, in my performance, um, kind of show like see how much I just got better from last season because I definitely have, especially like in the hand fight um i think just mentally and kind of like remaining calm a lot more confident um so i'm excited to see how i do against some of these guys that are that are ranked higher than me um i know i belong like in the in the top of the group this year at 184 so 
Um, I'm excited to get off to a to a hot start early and just roll through the season. Like I'm I'm ready to have uh, a lot more fun this year. Yeah, no, exciting. I mean, obviously, it's the first time that some most of these Cornell wrestlers have had back-to-back seasons, right? With the 2020 and 2021 kind of thing, uh, COVID stuff that kind of happened, which was unfortunate. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this season as well. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I mean, I guess just the only thing I'd like to say, um, just for everyone listening, that we only wrestled at home four times this year. So um, pack it out, um, especially the first one against Wisconsin. So that should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I should uh, got to see if I'm free for that one as well. Go down there and watch Cornell Big Red take on the Badgers. So, uh, yep. yeah. Thanks again, John, for joining me on episode 69 of More Wrestling's podcast. No, thank you. It was awesome. I'd love to come on here again. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, good yep. luck this season, and uh, I'm sure we'll, I'll stay in touch. Thank you. All right. Peace out.